For he is my chosen instrument. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 9. Today we're going to be looking at verses 10 through 19, and we're continuing on in the story of Saul's conversion. Um, And today we're going to be encountering a man named Ananias. And so I look forward to our study. But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, once again that we can pause and take this moment uh, to study your word. And we know, Lord God, that your spirit, who is alive and active through your word, is there teaching and inspiring and opening our eyes to see and understand that which you have for us. Your word by itself, Lord God, is just the story of your activity and your teachings and your uh, life in our midst. Uh, But what gives it power, transforming power, is your spirit at work in it and through it. And so, Lord, we pray that you would tune us in to the sound of your voice today as you reveal yourself through your word. That's what makes your word important. It's that you reveal yourself through it. So, Lord God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that are willing to respond. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, my friends, here we go. Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 19. Now, there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias. Come in and lay hands on him so he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go. For he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. Now there is so much going on here. (laughs) Ananias was a faithful, faithful follower of Jesus Christ. He was one of the disciples living in Damascus. And the Lord came to him in a vision, and they had a conversation. And the Lord called to Ananias, and Ananias immediately rose up and uh, listened to what the Lord had to say. And God, through Jesus, um, gave Ananias very specific instructions about what he was to do. Ananias heard the instructions. He heard exactly what Jesus said about where Paul was and what he would be doing and all of these things. And Jesus' purpose in sending Ananias to Paul was to... uh, as a confirmation that Paul was where the Lord had sent him and 
that he was sending Ananias to pray over Paul, lay hands on Paul, that he might receive the Holy Spirit and regain his natural sight. And Ananias is a faithful servant, but he has some questions for the Lord before he heads out on this on this particular um, task. And he says to the Lord, but Lord, I've heard about this man. I've heard about all the evil he's conducted against those who believe in you and trust you in faith. I've heard that he even has orders that he's been dispatched by the chief priest to come and capture and um, harm those who are calling on your name. And the Lord assured Ananias that he would find Saul just as he said, and that Saul would be his very instrument for carrying the message of the gospel to Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, that Paul had three very specific callings, that he would be God's instrument among the Gentiles, among the political elite, and among the unbelieving Jews. And so Ananias, as a faithful disciple, had no further questions for the Lord, and he immediately went and did just as Jesus said. And as he meets with Paul, he says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came, sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from Paul's eyes, Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and he ate some food and he was strengthened. This is a powerful teaching. So um, Saul had just had his encounter, and he has been in ceaseless prayer, not eating He can't see. He has no idea ultimately what's going on or why Jesus would do this. Um, But he knows that he just had a vision from heaven and it has radically changed him. And then in faithfulness to his Lord, Ananias, though he had questions, faithfully executed that to which God called him to do. And he went to Saul and he prayed over him. And Saul regained his sight and was filled with the Holy Spirit because Ananias believed the Lord. And he was a servant of the Lord. And the Lord said, go. And he went. And he understood God's calling on Saul's life. And uh, he obediently did that which God called him to do. You know, sometimes we're tempted to drag our feet too when the Lord calls us. He says, I want you to go reach that person or that group. And we have questions. Why them, Lord? (laughs) Don't you know about them? Don't you know what they do? And the Lord says, I know all about them. And I have selected you to go and to express my love and my grace and my mercy to them. And like Ananias, we must go in faithfulness when the Lord calls us, even when we have questions. And you know, Jesus is, he's okay with our questions. He doesn't mind those conversations. But at the end of the day, uh, he calls for our obedience, our willing obedience to go where he sends us. That's where he can use us best, and that's where we can be most effective, is we find ourselves in the trench of ministry to which the Lord calls us. Now, maybe you haven't found your trench of ministry yet. Maybe you've struggled to understand what it is that God might be calling you to do, or maybe you have heard with unquestionable clarity exactly what Jesus would have you do. If that's the case, are you doing it? And if you're not doing it, why not? And if you're still struggling to hear his voice, I encourage you to stay in the word, to stay in prayer, to journal, to listen, and to wait. God will dispatch you exactly where he wants you if your heart is surrendered to him. All right, my friends, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to listen and study. 
And I pray that these words would be of continued encouragement to you as you consider them today. God bless.